This is an Adventures in Middle-earth actual play using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. You can cross-reference this episode at episode 6. You'll find links to that and our other forms of media for our sessions as well as an index of this episode in the description. Previously on, after the battle at the Old Ford, the Fellowship once again sundered to spend the summer doing various activities. They have now rejoined one another to seek adventure in Wilderland once again. Uh, you arrange basically in autumn to meet up with everyone again back at the Easterly Inn, see how the Hobbits are doing. So I'm not sure who wants to go first, but just let, let me know what you were doing. I think I opened up a sanctuary for Bjorn's Hall. Yes, you did. And it did some work in his forge, I seem to remember. Valid credentials. Yeah, so I've, I've been spent one winter in Woodhall uh, doing doing forgery stuff. A uh, forgery, sorry, do forging, and now Bjorn's place. <laughs> so I'm trying to get my uh, face known as a as a good smith. So uh, Hathis wandered the Wilderland as a bum. No, he didn't. <laughs> he he took the he took the brooch to Radagast and asked Radagast to research uh, the brooch if he would be so kind and tell him what it was. And then I think Hathis went and played with his dog for a while in the teaching him to savage beasties on his own or something. You did. Uh, okay, that's good. What did uh, Amalfrey do? I honestly can't remember, John. God, this is shocking. Um, you were awarded a title after... She was. Oh, that's right. That's right, yes. Fame. The, the, the named... I'm a named woman. You are a named woman of the uh, of the Bjornings and have a couple of acres closer to. You actually lived quite close to Bjorn's Hall, but you're even closer now. Uh, after that, and uh, last but not least was Sigmar. Uh, he spent uh, the time in Stonyford, becoming a new man, basically um, getting used to the fact that people trust him and like him. So he's 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 ch- basically he's changed his um, distinctive quality from grim to swift. Oh, nice. So, yeah, but when you Sigma looks a bit weird to you, he's like, mm, he looks like he's at least, at least shaven within the last week. And uh, he's, yeah, he's got a bit of a twinkle in his eyes. His head's held a bit higher than it was. Uh, and he's not sort of sloping around in the shadows. So, uh, yeah, something strange has over, overtaken him. It's all a trick. Yeah. So um, what I'm going to do, because it can be completely random, everyone roll a 20-sided dice, because uh, one or more of you may have encountered stuff on the travels back up to the Easterly Inn. Four is good, right? For Four is amazing, if you were looking for a four. Um, so going up towards the Easterly Inn, uh, Monin, you probably were about a couple of days... Uh, south of the East Lynn, you were you were basically skirting the borders of the of the forest using firewood and stuff. Uh, it's getting slightly cooler in the autumn uh, weeks here, and you saw some very obvious damage to a lot of trees and saplings growing at the edge of the wood. No more than about half a day or a day from the East Lynn. Give me a perception check when you kind of checked it out yeah it what really worried you um there were quite a large number of goblin or orc footprints some were shod some unshod it looked like they did the damage to the trees and it was fairly wanton it there was no obvious fires or anything nearby no campsite literally just destroyed a whole load of saplings which which did concern you so that's fresh on your mind as you make trudge your way up to stonyford sigma 
you get there, didn't spot anything, just going through the rest of you guys. Uh, Hathas, you didn't. Uh, Amalfrida, you crossed some orc, uh, orc tracks, but didn't see what Monin saw. Okay. But on the appointed day, and let, you, you probably arrived within a day or two and spent some time in the Easterly Inn. The inn, it looks like it could do with a bit of a fresh coat of paint. It looks like not a lot's been done to it. It's still quite busy. The food was still great. But you you notice, yeah, it's it's not as not as fresh and nice looking as it was when you first first got there. And Hathis, you have fresh in your mind some information mm-hmm. on the black brooch uh, mm-hmm. from Roscobel when you popped in there on the way up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, you all uh, you all meet up at the East Illian. I can give you the information as if you're relaying it to the to the group about absolutely the, yeah yeah about the brooch. The brooch. So it's very much a piece made in very far to the north of Wildenland, up in Angmar, probably could it be from Gundabad, somewhere in that region. He was very concerned about it and said he hasn't seen many artifacts like this, but it, they're typically only given to lieutenants of the enemy. Um, so somewhere and someone has either given or he's found that brooch, and uh, it could could well be influencing his behaviour, or could well have been influencing his behaviour. You've now got it. He suggests that you don't take it back, and he will send it to the council. Uh, yeah, who, that's fine. The White Council, who who thinks should discuss it. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, if it's influencing his behaviour and all that, then I don't want it back. I'll, I'll obviously say to him, keep a secret, keep it safe. Um, and <laughs> he'll understand. <laughs> he does. He gives you the secret. Uh, middle of handshake. And you're on your <laughs> oh, yes. I'm in. I'm in at last. <sighs> okay. Essentially, make it, you're looking to make some plans. It's autumn. It's cooler weather getting getting towards winter in a month or two you actually feel pretty refreshed and relaxed after uh, spending a summer of life-giving activities but you need to get back into your uh, your group again and uh, you're actually quite all quite pleased to see each other where do we want to sp- spend winter do you want to spend back at the Erebor Dale which went down this uh, neck of the woods uh, so what time of year is it now it is i will post you the exact date in fact you met up on your appointed day it is i wish i knew what the weather was like as well god yeah it's Uh, been troubling me for quite a while that f you all (laughs) (laughs) the the weather is um i've I've, I've deleted or disengaged the weather the weather app so you're not getting oh, any, any weather forecast anymore say it isn't so i'd like to ask about the weather and then realize it's slushy with with uh with freezing our arses off in a bush oh it's it's actually sleety it's early early sleep for the season it's not very nice so we don't really want to have to trek all the way back to erebor in this weather do we so we're kind of i think stuck over winter where we are yeah i think so discussing maybe over an ale, sort of like we think, well, you know, there's obviously agents working around here. There's movement of orcs. There's the black brooch, which is, mm-hmm. would it say something like Friends Forever or something? Or something along those lines. BFF, I think it was, but yeah. Yeah, so, so there's something <laughs> going on there, isn't there? There's obviously some agents he's moving around. Influence. Trying to, yeah, trying to sort yep. of knit bad people together. 
But then again, I suppose for us, we're, we're minor players, so passing it up on up to the white council is probably, I suppose, Mona would feel like he's done his bit. Okay. Uh, and in terms of our to-do list, I think it's fairly empty at the moment, isn't it? It's a to-done list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got the uh, murderer back for judgment, and be almost very satisfied with with how you handled that. Incredibly satisfied, actually, to the extent it gave Almafrida a title and all sorts of things. So. Rescued a halfling, thwarted an invasion. Put your feet up. Oh, work is done. Fire, and we're only level three. Yeah. <laughs> fast pace in Middle Earth. Okay, so these orc tracks and the felled trees, how close are they? Moaning tells us where they are. Maybe we should go and investigate those first. Yeah, I'll just share the, the map, map with you again so you can see where you are on it. Just north of the East Middle Vale is a little gold symbol. That's where the Easterly Inn is. I'll point to where roughly you saw those. About there, where that arrow is pointing, is where you saw the tracks and the, and the destruction of the trees. Um, you headed up more directly from your... And you actually spent quite a lot of the summer Amalfrida building a kind of... Probably a two-room small holding. It's like um, using logs, like a, almost like a log cabin. Uh, didn't finish it, but uh, you've got it sound at least. It's got walls and a and a roof on it. They were pretty waiting pleased with Waiting for some Polish plumbers, I assume. <laughs> of course, yeah. So dwar- dwarven plumbers, you just couldn't get the couldn't get them. They were they were very busy. Uh, you you weren't prepared to pay cash in hand, so <laughs> right. Uh, so how close are these orcs to my fortress? Your your vast fortress is a few days south, so it took you just a, a week to get up there, equivalent. So not that close to you, but it's very close to the Easterly Inn um, and Rowanhold. You don't know which way they're heading. It looked like probably heading north. They're a little hard to say. You You came across tracks going towards the river. And they um, felled prob- trees. Is is that right? They'd felled some trees. Yeah, some saplings. It wasn't just chopped trees down. They were they were destroyed. They were packed to bits. And it, they were younger trees. They were saplings, not not mature trees. Okay. And was that just in one area, like in one campsite, or was that in a whole a long hole, like a new copse all chopped down, or just from from what Monin saw, it was just in one area. Uh, and he he was kind of fortunate to see it. it was just inside the edge of the woods, some new growth in there that had been hacked a bit, and he saw a lot of orc tracks there as well. And he was good at tracking things. Yeah, not bad. We try and pick uh, the tracks up, see what numbers, try and follow the tracks, maybe. Yeah. Let's hunt some orc. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so you head out. Uh, your not far from that location, less than half a day. Leave around eight, nine in the morning and you're there by noon. It's grey, it's a bit of a wind, but there's no rain in the air at the moment and it is just cold. You can find it fairly easily um, and Mona was absolutely correct. There is a lot of orc footprints milling around. Looks like they've taken axes to these things and hacked them off. Uh, some of them have been even like, looks like they've dug into the root beds for some of these is a bit, bit strange and just sort of wanton destructiveness of of uh of new saplings what do you want to do see if, see if we can pick up the track see where they've headed um how many saplings have they taken john it's just a bit bizarre to hack down saplings 
It doesn't look like they've taken anything. There is a lot of saplings just lying around, not even piled up, just like almost like laying where they were chopped on the ground. Does it, does it look like they're marked, they're using these cleared areas? Area Hard to say. It's How big an area have they cleared? Uh, probably ground floor of a house type size. It's quite, quite big. It's not. Uh, so it, it was obviously you wouldn't see it from a quarter of a mile away, but walking right. close to it, you'll see it easily. Any signs of a fire or anything? Nothing. That's a really strange thing. It's not like they chopped these down and then used them for warmth or cooking. They didn't do that at all. It looks like they just cut them, cut them out of the ground. Does it look look like they're trying to clear an area or just wanting destruction of any small tree to varying degrees? Give me uh, no, actually, you don't need, don't need that. Um, so you would say they were just aiming for the younger trees. There were some larger trees within that clear mm -hmm. clear brush that haven't been touched. Well, there's some axe marks in them, but looks like they gave up after a few chops and attacked the easier ones. Hmm. So maybe a rubbish them. attempt at starting to clear an area. But they haven't dragged stuff out the way. They've just left it where they chopped it. Yeah, Moaning's scratching his beard, puzzled. So do we can know I roughly examine... numbers? Oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, I was going to say, can I examine these marks? Are they all axe marks, John? Give me an investigation check. Done. <laughs> looks like there are some... Looks like knife or dagger has been used to peel back bark off some of these, but the rest of it is just hacked down with axes, by the looks of things. So I wondered if they were just sort of, you know, a bunch of crazy keen orcs with weapons that wanted to try hitting something so they started just smashing at the trees but you know it sounds more like a concerted effort to kill them i think my orcs always are about destruction mm. sorry if i missed we... it but did you say how many numbers we roughly we thought there were more than a dozen quite a lot can we search the ground for anything dropped like maybe they've dropped a uh, you know, dropped something from a pouch or they've dropped a dagger and lost it in the grass or something like that so can we search around for anything they may have dropped john yeah, I mean, you're you're busy. It's you're literally racking your brains and mm. taking a step back, going around the edge of the clearing. Suddenly, you look you look up and almost simultaneously look around the clearing, and you're completely surrounded by elves. Oh, uh, wasn't us. We didn't do it. <laughs> it was the dwarf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And it looks like they've been there a little while just observing you. Um, oh. And one of the elves steps forward uh, very gracefully, steps through from the tree line. The others have got bows out, but they're not pointed at you. They've got arrows not, but the bows are down. And they're, they're looking more anxiously into the trees, north and south of you, than at you <clears throat> now, now that you notice. But the one coming out to parley with you, you actually recognise him as uh galleon so you met him in thrandral's hall you didn't have a overly positive experience with thrandral and the elves previously but he looks over at you all um recognizes you and then steps more quickly out into the into the area and he says uh hathas amalfrina moaning sigma if i'm right um, in a very lilting voice, sort of questioningly, he said, "Ah, yes. Um, come, come with me. I need you to speak with with someone." You get introduced to a very tall, gold-haired elf you haven't seen before, who steps out from the trees, incredibly well hidden. 
you hadn't seen him at all previously. And there is also a female elf whose face is veiled. And she you've never seen anyone as graceful as her as, as she steps out into the tree. You all feel pretty clumsy on your feet when you see her move out move out into the into the opening. And if you were gonna put your finger on it, you'd think she was very angry with what's happened to the trees um, as she's kind of looking around. Has anyone got proficiency in law? Of course. I'm surprised you have to ask. Uh, okay. <laughs> and has anyone got a wisdom of 16 or higher? Of course. I'm surprised you <laughs> okay, have I think that could be you as well. Yeah. Okay. So um, you recognize them. They both seem, in fact, you all see this. They almost look brighter. Their skin is almost glowing. It's very strange in, com- in comparison with the other elves. Uh, or I don't know, almost like more more solid, more more there, more present. The other elves. Uh, it's hard to put your finger on it. The tall, gold-haired one is dressed in green and brown and carries a bow on his back. He's young. He seems pretty confident. And Hath, as you would recognise him as a lord or a lordling in the of the elves. Um, mm-hmm. This is probably how how, how he's how he's himself. The other wears a gown of shimmering white and almost cloud grey silks. Um, it's completely unmarked for someone who's been walking through the woods. That's remarkable in its own right, despite the thickness of the undergrowth around here. Her face is hidden in a grey veil, but her arms are adorned with silver bracelets. Uh, and on her finger is a ring that looks like it's glimmering in its own inner light. And you would recognise her as a Noldor elf which you only read about. You've never seen an old orb before. Wow. And, okay. and you know that very few of those remain in, in Middle-earth even. They seem to be speaking to each other and looking over at you. None of you speaks any elvish tongue, I believe. Um, so you, no. you can't understand you can't understand what they're saying. Although After I do about... have tongues of many people, I know a little of many languages. You can hold a simple conversation in any of the tongues of men or elves and know a few common phrases in the tongues of the other peoples enough to offer a greeting, shout a warning, or insult someone. Insult so they, 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 seem to be talking, <laughs> they, they seem to be talking about you. The, the young lordling elf seems quite anxious about uh, and is almost... It was almost, unless the fact you didn't believe elves ever argued, but you would always say that there's a difference of opinion about what to do between the woman and the lordling. Um, He seems a bit frustrated with her, bows his head eventually, and then steps forward to you. He says, greetings, I am Legolas in 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 Westron, son of Thranduil. This is the Lady Irime of the House Finway. The lady is journeying west to the high past. It was our errand to take her there, but these orcs must be driven from our land. He glances over at the, the veiled woman, then goes on. The lady has requested that you bring her the rest of the way there. We need to take care of these orcs. There are many in the, the woods, and he's frowning now. Um, this destruction cannot be tolerated or, or accepted. We must hunt them down. Mona's not saying anything. I don't think anyone's saying anything. <laughs> well, he's not, not even doing any usual insults because he can see we're massively outgunned here. And you can see like these are proper noble elves, so I wouldn't probably stand a chance. And I know he wants to die, but not not in this way. Not to elves. The god, not to elves. Irame <laughs> looks looks around at all four of you. Your your eyes meet hers, but. The intensity with which she is looking at you is very disconcerting. It's almost as if she can she's kind of reading you, mm-hmm. and all of you drop your eyes 
actually make a yeah, let's see if we get just to see if you drop your eyes off as <laughs> staring content. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to drop my eyes. I'm not I don't plan to try and outstare an elvish lady. Mom, okay. Mom, Mom, definitely twice. Can anybody find my eyes? <laughs> She's taken my eyes. Give me a uh, charisma check if you want to try and hold her gaze. Ooh. Oh yes. Oh. it's facing her down. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Monin, you you stare at her. You're you can almost feel your face getting redder. It's almost as if you sense that she's reading something and you're embarrassed about it. Yeah. It's a really strange feeling. Uh, but you last for probably a good twenty seconds, and it's it's very strange. You feel as if you're staring at her, but you feel that she, she is just kind of looking into your soul. Not really. Almost your eyes are irrelevant. It's she's looking at your character inside you. Eventually, you kind of back off, but uh, not, not with uh, without raising your chin a bit and and smi- smiling to yourself that you feel like you've you've come through a bit of a bit of a tussle with her there. Yeah, um, genuinely, genuinely happy about that. She 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 kind of uh, you would just almost by the tilt of her head you can't see her mouth but you would say actually if that was a normal person she'd be smiling at the moment <laughs> but yeah hard to say so. Legolas looks over at you all, has a quick chat with Galleon, and it's uh, he says, says in um, in Cinderin, which you can pick up at the odd word here. Hathos is not very talkative, are they? And then uh, <laughs> Galleon smiles, and, uh, and then Legolas looks back to you and says, "So what? What say you? Irame needs safe transport through the through to the mountains. Um, we can't do that and tackle the orcs." I we would be honoured to travel more than a yard with Lady Irame, so to escort her to the high pass is an honour, and we will, of course, do our utmost to see her there safely. We are slightly taken aback by her beauty and by her very presence amongst us, um, but we will, of course, do what we can to assist. Irame nods at the very polite, very formal way that you speak speak there um mm-hmm. let me just i can show you a photo of irame potentially a photo <laughs> <laughs> this is what she looks like yeah otherworldly almost she nods and then she's not said a thing yet um looks over at legolas and raises an eyebrow i'm doomed <laughs> and legolas says i'm not sure you're aware of the gravity of your charge and how important Irame is to to the elves and how critical it will be to see her safe passage. Uh, what grateful, say you? Grateful would you be what? if she was delivered at the other end then? His nostrils flare a bit as you said that. We're always grateful for the help of the others, he says almost <laughs> disdainfully about non-elves. See, my, my companions here, they wouldn't be as base to ask for monetary gain from this but as you know i'm a dwarf so uh i'll ask for them would there be a reward for doing this for the safe passage my father will pay you some paltry sum for this great task if reward of her presence isn't enough for you dwarf i well no it wouldn't be but uh i hope it's not too paltry (laughs) He, he seems to be getting impatient with you anyone else want money for this he, he says and looks disdainfully at Monin and looks around the rest of you. Mm. No, it is an honour. For me, it is an honour. 
He nods. He um, still looks angry, but he nods at you. Yes, you're probably right. See, <laughs> <laughs> good punch, these lad. Okay, so Monin, you did most of the talking. Give me a. <laughs> Unfortunately, not a, not a very positive request. <laughs> Give me a... a persuasion check. I can't imagine I'd be persuading many elves. No, no, especially as. Uh... A plague on the stiff necks of the dwarves is one of the expectations of the elf, so... Shot by three arrows. Yeah, so she she speaks to Legolas, turns her back, and starts walking towards the woods. Legolas looks suddenly very concerned, goes and speaks with her in a very low tones. Um, basically, you hear things like, no choice, can't let you travel alone type conversations going on there. And eventually she comes back into the middle of the cleared area of trees and saplings, looks around you all, and then just walks west to stand on the edge of the clearing with her back to you. And Legolas comes over and says, Hirame has not been impressed by your mercenary attitude. And looks down at Monin, quite literally and figuratively. However, we have no choice. And since you agreed to help her safely travel west we cannot pass that up we have heard of you and believe you to be capable of this otherwise you wouldn't be doing it we have orcs to dispatch hunt down and kill and with that he says something in elvish that you didn't catch hathas and mm -hmm. the elves immediately start coming in they're bringing basically piles of uh, they start collecting wood, and it's incredibly efficient with which way they're doing it. There's dead wood that they're bringing in, cutting up, they're building a fire. They're, it's interesting, they're not just like putting a fire on the sod on the ground. They're dig, they dig it up, um, build a fire inside the turf. And almost out of nowhere, there are f incredibly elegant folding tables. There is even white tablecloths being put in there. And as it's getting darker, are these incredibly elegant, almost like, best way to describe it is like Chinese lanterns, like paper lanterns, but much almost in um, a teardrop shape hanging from the trees are appearing around the edge of the clearing, which are providing some light into the clearing. And you have no idea where these came from. They must have packs with this sort of stuff in, but thin, elegant folding tables are appearing even. So they, they travel well, uh, elves in the forest by the looks of things. They invite you to eat with them and provide you a table, doesn't have a tablecloth on it, but away from the elves. Um, but they at least provide you some food. What do you want to do? Okay. I'll happily eat at that table. I probably won't try and speak to them too much beyond being polite. Uh, I'll probably try and keep a low profile and try and up how we look competence-wise and professionalism-wise. So Monan will uh, not be addressing the elves, but he'll address... Uh, whoever's closest in the party. You see, this is why people don't like these elves, because uh, here we are just minding our business, trying to cut down some orcs, and they suddenly dump some lady on us, and then we have to, like, thank them for it, for taking them two or three, four days a week to the west there, and then suddenly when we ask for some recompense, we're the bad guys. You know, that's why nobody likes these elves. I mean, that lady last, whatever his name is, I mean, who does he think he is, or she is? I don't know, is it a he, or is she on the t-shirt? <laughs> He said he was the son of Thranduil, Thranduil, so I believe he's a male. Ah, right, sorry. Maybe King Thranduil's fallen on hard times. No, I suppose you can't well, sell too much. Worst thing that could have happened. 
Mona's actually going to try little pieces of whatever the elves offer just to see if it's dis- as disgusting as he thinks it is. Sorry, what do you want to do, mate? Um, he'll try he'll any try of the, the food. Little, yeah, any little, only little pieces, like break little pieces off just to taste it, just so he can say he's tasted elvish fare. Yeah, so it, it's a lot of it's wrapped in leaves and steamed uh, by the looks of things, um, or smoked. Uh, is actually really tasty, but you'd probably never admit that. Oh God, no, no. You know, it's like the most loveliest thing. You'd be like, ah, oh. They take a second. It's got grains it. in it, and it's yeah, some sweet sort of berries to sweeten it. Um, uh, there's no red meat that you can detect, but it's got amazing, amazing flavour. So uh, yeah, so he'll be like, much. he'll be complaining, going like, oh, that's that's terrible, terrible, and I grab another piece. Uh, that's, I, mean, I can hardly swallow this. <laughs> just grab, breaks another piece off and puts his mouth. I mean, give us some wine there. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, how can they? How can, takes another piece. It's, how can they eat this stuff? <laughs> And the wine is really good. Uh, that's it. Tastes like I don't know, summer breeze uh, with a little bit of hint of alcohol in it. It's very, very tasty indeed. Uh, much lighter than uh, than wine you've had from from men before. Careful, Ronan, but we need to be ill. <laughs> I've got good dwarven constitution. Belch. As he fills a second glass. <laughs> uh, okay, so you you do you want to do anything to? Speak with the elves or anything that that night, or or just bed down. Monan's going to sorry, Monan's going to try his professional way of actually trying to swallow his pride and speak to some elves about any smithing techniques they know. Because if if he knows about Noldor, he might know that you know they're from Gondolin. They were like some of the best smiths ever. Uh, Oh, absolutely. He so uh, do you have any law? Knowledge, because as a player, you'd know that. I'm not sure whether Monin would. He probably yeah, would. It. Just give me a give me a law check. Oh, um, you are aware of the well, most legendary Noldor Elven Smith. I've never seen any work by them, but you're aware of them. Yeah. So if he can start talking about smithing, then you'll see his prejudice completely drop and start talking about if there's anybody knows about techniques or any other kind of stuff. Then he will actually just talk like a like a normal person should. Okay, uh, give me a persuasion check, just as a, a basic a charisma kind of check to see how well that conversation goes. You start off quite gruffly. You're ignored by the first elf you speak to. The second elf, and it's it's really when you draw the weapon you've been working on, looks and nods a little bit, and then you do strike up a bit of a conversation about smithing. It's a bit stunted. The elves, oh, watch it. Typically, they don't <laughs> they don't have very good Westron, but you. Don't insult him, and you—he does seem to, and you, you're quite proud. He seems to be quite interested in some of the techniques you've used to make the weapon you've got, which kind of surprised you. Uh, you don't find anything out about, about him because he's not an older about Noldor smithing, but he—he he does seem when you when you bring up the great historical Noldor smith and knowledge of that, he seems quite kind of pr- elvishly proud of that. Yeah, the morning's as well with his ego stroked about like if he can sort of spot the odd like a moiring glance on his weapon then he definitely mellows the frosty air is slightly defrosted by the end of the night you sense or the, the, probably the others because you're quite deep in conversation but the other three of you see that Irame has spent quite a lot of her evening looking at Monin um, and looks looks around at, at other things and, and actually you would get a sense that she f- looks more comfortable with you guys than she did when you first met. Somebody's in love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hathis will just sort of drink in 
the situation he's found himself in and try and remember every detail and notice every detail because it may not happen again. And he's sort of, now he's relaxed a bit with some food and drink. It's kind of like, wow, I'm actually dining with Legolas and friends under the stars. It, it, it's an amazing experience. And yeah. towards the end of the night... A um, couple of selfies if I can. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, you get some, you get inside the back of your cloak and things like that. <laughs> so there's a, a strange stringed instrument you've never seen before. One of the elves brings out and... They, I mean, the, the voices they have are astonishing. It's better than anything you've ever heard in a tavern anywhere. And it's very lilting. It goes on for a long time, probably about an hour. And it seems to be just a single song uh, with a series of kind of rising crescendos that are under, underpinned by some real tragedy. Incredibly beautiful. And you, you're, all, you're all actually shake your heads when, you, when it finishes suddenly and just sit there in the silence and suddenly realize actually you're quite cold. No one put anything on the fire for an hour and you've just been listening to this music. The elves then go to their... Well, I think Monan uh, wouldn't let them get away there. I think you have to play his horn, you know. It's got to always play his horn. The shitty horn, but oh, play dude, it. No. <laughs> give, me, give me a performance check, Monan. This is going to be great. Oh, it's not too bad. Ooh, that's pretty good. It's one of your better ones. So Mo- Monan... <laughs> um, as a as an homage to uh, to the elven singing, fortunately he didn't like decide to accompany them during the singing. But uh, <laughs> at the end, uh, so what what sort of thing do you want to play, Monin? Oh, just the something style. really, really morose. Oh, okay. So yeah, you you you're playing dwarven blues. <laughs> yeah, <basically>. so, <laughs> quite quite literally, and uh, yeah. So uh, and it, it is. It's a it's a sad counterpoint to the, to the there's nothing uplifting about it but the musicianship is is good and the the horn tones are pretty lilting um, and the Legolas looks over and is almost with a frown on his face when he hears it um, no none of the elves speak they they were very polite about this if I'm being honest the musicianship isn't quite as good as the elves it's it's good <laughs> uh, very very capable but they're very respectful uh, and how long do you want to play. Did oh, run out of oh, no, I think just one one's enough, one song. The the elves wait until the last notes die away. Uh, you you can't understand it, but half is going to hear them saying things like good and sad <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the next line is from Spinal Tap, John? Lick my love pump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Um, <laughs> Sorry for the non-Spinal Tap fans in the audience. But uh, yeah, so quite somber as you, you set up camp. Um, the elves retreat to the tree lines, set up some very fine tents. They look almost like silk, but fully waterproof. If you wouldn't know, if you know any better, you'd say these are very man, modern man-made materials with some sort of uh, Gore-Tex lining or something. But they, they look very capable of withstanding all sorts of weathers. It's cool, but not not raining. Um, and they settle down and almost instantly acquired. You know that there are elves out there uh, on watch. Can't hear a, a damn thing, though. Uh, and you, th- you feel it's like safe enough to, to go to, to sleep. You've lost track of where Irma's disappear too but she's in bed by the looks of things just before you settle down the elf uh, gallon that you first met says um well travel safely over the next few days and i don't need to repeat it's worth how important this is farewell sleep tonight uh, until tomorrow and then he sort of turns around and beds down himself goes back to a tent on the edge of the woods um, what do you want to do yourselves have we been told that there are elves on guard can we yeah, guarantee yeah. 
Okay, so we don't need to post guards ourselves and be accused of complete ignorance. But I bet no. the elves disappear at like three in the morning or something. If that, or we'll wake up and they'll all be gone. Apart from Irame going, I've been up for four hours. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, Archie, um, if you want, you can post post uh, watches if you want. So is is she awake and sitting up and talking? No, she's gone to a tent, hasn't she? She's she's already crashed out, gone to a tent. Yeah, she's uh, in a tent. She and she hasn't said a word. You've said a word to any of you. She's been abandoned. Her her protection party's gone off on a distraction to hunt some orcs and left her with the first pattern of travellers it come to. I'll be bloody with her. Philistines, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers, guys. Bye. I guess we get up early and for god's sake guys try and look competent <laughs> okay so you wake up in the morning you can hear a fire crackling as you <laughs> warm up there's not a single elf or tent yeah. to be seen the only person yeah. left as a hathas is is pretty <laughs> smell the <cloth. laughs> <laughs> that was the album wasn't it yeah i think so uh, <laughs> uh, oh god i've got to watch it again it's a fine movie so Hathis was, was correct. There was only uh, Irame's there. She's standing, arms like folded, warming herself backpack. by the fire. She's now uh, got much more practical clothes on. That shimmering gown you saw yesterday has been replaced by some sort of muted brown and green travelling clothes, including a heavy hooded cloak. Mm-hmm. And it, it, she doesn't isn't veiled, but that hides her features very well. So it's well. The cowl is pretty deep, and you can't see her face in there. Is she armed? Doesn't look like it, no. The other thing you... So give me a survival check, everyone. Um, you can make it in the tower. Hathas Sigmar, it's the weirdest thing. You think you're less than a day from the old ford now. You woke, woke up, and you look around. The Where you were staying looks very similar to where... You, well, looks like exactly where you went to bed. But looking through the trees into the middle vales, you're convinced you're probably only a day maybe a day and a half from the old ford now sweetie teleport strange very strange don't know but let's if we crack on sooner we set off the sooner we'll be there oh hang hang on we just can't accept this i have to question it do you have this like learning them arcane ways uh well the only the only explanation would be sigma or hathas balls up their directions and you're actually in a different place than you thought you were or yeah, this, i don't know you imagine was transported many many miles where you slept which is obviously impossible so yeah he's gonna go with the former well are we are we where the, we're still are we still where the chopped down trees are and the burning is where mm-hmm. they burnt the fire okay so it's definitely where they were so we just went to where Monin said that he found the uh found the chopped down trees etc didn't we strangely that only took you half a day to get to from the easterly inn it's at least two to three days south the old ford from there um it doesn't you just, you really know how to address the elf other than elf i'm not gonna say that um my lady i think my lady my lady would be a good start uh <clears throat> i don't see any weapons on you so if it comes to a fight can you look after yourself she she looks at you she draws her hood back, and you're, you're, you thought she was going to be a beautiful elf, but she is otherworldly beautiful elf. She is the most attractive thing you've ever seen, let alone woman you've ever seen. And you kind of stumble over your words as she draws her hood 
down moaning and weapons she says um it's almost she's speaking westron but with a very very almost like imagine speaking english but with a chaucer old english type lilt on uh, an emphasis even some of the words sound very different from yours so so weapons would maybe weaponies for example um so it's her her, her westron is ancient uh, and Hathis, you know that's a very, very old form of the language mm-hmm. she's speaking. And she says, no, I have no need of weapons. I do stun them with your beauty. And they sort of blushes, but mm-hmm. he just blurts out. Uh, excuse me, sorry, so he walks off quickly. <laughs> yeah, the, the rest of you notice that she doesn't smile when he says that. Yeah. Anyway, shall we, um, shall, we, shall we get going while the light is good? She, I mean, you know where you've been asked to take her to, to the high pass, where you will be met by elves there. It's, you've, you've done those kind of travels before, so you kind of know the terrain. So she, as you're packing up and, and just making making breakfast, I guess you can just plan plan your route. Uh, and she she listen appears to be listening intently, but not giving you the impression she's listening intently, almost like a cat would if mm-hmm. you're, getting, you're getting dinner out or making dinner. It pretends it's uh, not interested at all, but is actually listening to everything going on. Mm-hmm. So we can either go head south to the old ford, I guess, and then follow the old forest road across the high pass, or we can cut the triangle off, but we're crossing unknown terrain. If we head south, we go via the you know, the Carrack and Crofter's Vale, which we know is safer and more patrolled. So that's that would be the direct route across unknown terrain. If we head, you say only half a day from the old Ford? Yeah, you'd probably say a bit more than that, maybe a day, day and a half. Well, um, but it's, it's closer, in, closer than you'd have thought it would be. We're in safe, you know, we can go for our Crofter's, Crofter's Vale, can't we, for example, if, if we need to in terms of, presuming that's safer terrain than... I mean, if we went in a dead straight line, John, does that feel like sort of wilderness and scary land or is that still pretty much as civilized and as patrolled or as um safe and in inverted commas as if we went to south so f- um kind of go if you go south southwest almost head straight to the old ford it's going to be fairly difficult given the orc orc tracks around and the fact that they're probably in western mirkwood you're and you, you would guess that's where you can't find tracks but you would guess that's where mm-hmm. legolas led the elves they would be they would probably headed east into the woods to track them from there and probably north so if you head west and then south that yeah, may yeah. be safer than staying near the woods yeah 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 but sort of but not heading due southwest in just a dead straight line like you drew on the map so yeah. get to the river head down the river and then along yeah, that makes sense. And you could even stick a few more shingles on uh, on Amalfrida's new house on the way past if you want. Yeah, party at Amalfrida's. Her fortress, I think she called it, didn't she? She, she did. That's uh, that's quite optimistic, but yeah, maybe. You could show us a new house, Amalfrida. If I get seen travelling in the company of an elf, they'll ruin my reputation. Face it, Mona, you don't have a reputation. <laughs> <laughs> It would change your <laughs> reputation. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, he's um, about to say something, then doesn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> you might have me there. She, you would estimate. Uh, so she's listened to your your discussion of, of the of the journey and says that makes a lot of sense uh, in old old world Westron. And then I recommend we stay off off tracks, even if it the journey would take slightly longer. I've got a sense that the orcs are looking for me. Ah, that we weren't told. Okay, so have you? Do you feel you've been followed by orcs, or do you feel they're searching for you? 
the tracks there have been many crossing hours and many signs of orcs this is not a war band that's just heading north or heading in a specific direction we're crossing them too frequently from our route through Mirkwood. in which case let's head towards civilization who is the guide i think that's hathas isn't it shit yes that's me <laughs> so this is this is pretty straightforward so um, you've definitely done this before this is your skill plus half your wisdom is, is a modifier and i will ask you to roll d d12 and add that on so which skill is it my survival skill no not not survival sorry this is your prof- proficiency so i think it's two plus half your yeah. wisdom okay my wisdom as in wisdom bonus of oh, rather than my entire wisdom score yeah so half your wisdom bonus added so on wisdom bonus your... is plus four so half of that is plus two my proficiency so bonus total is of plus, plus four. two yeah. yep so do you want me to do plus four on a d12 is that yep just let me know plus four D twelve. Which one of you is a D twelve? You are in the open, or yeah, do it in the open so you can see what you're getting. Seven plus four, okay. eleven. Sploosh. Okay, so your decision to go west and then south seems to be a good one. You travel for the the entire day, and not only see no signs of orcs, you see no signs of orcs. Sorry, you see no orcs. You see no signs of orcs even. So no tracks you've crossed. And Irimae, towards the end of the day, comes up to you, Hathis, and says, because you're, you're obviously taking these duties very seriously, mm-hmm. and says, um, your wood skills are not trivial, human. Thank you right. for the safe passage. And you, you're now getting towards probably the Carrick-type area okay. from, from the first day, but she's, she was pretty impressed with, with that, uh, with your your ability to, to navigate that and you haven't seen any of those orcs whatsoever Good. um during the the day she says very little she looks at the she's interested in the river and spends a lot of her time looking at it she definitely appears to completely trust you all to keep her safe she's not anxiously looking around she's not looking at ridge lines or hilltops for signs of orcs and pursuits it's clearly that other people do that for her and you are those other people she speaks uh, as you were leaving the borders of Mirkwood, and she looks almost wistfully back at Mirkwood, and she speaks of Erin Galen, the Greenwood, um, or so the elves used to call it before the shadow came to the south. And you've you've heard that it had a new name, but to you, Mirkwood's always been Mirkwood. But mm-hmm. to her, it's it's a real tear of sadness as she as she moved away from it. As as you approached. The Anduin, she got very animated, much more excited about than you've ever seen her. I wouldn't say excited, but she <laughs> she was she actually spoke quite enthusiastically about the Anduin flowing past a golden wood of Laurelin Dorinan, which you've never heard of. You've, ne- you've I mean, Hathis, you're the most knowledgeable about this. She's speaking almost with a catch in her throat of a land that you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. She speaks to you of being careful of the lady of the forest there are some patchy copses of trees no forest there anymore which is kind of really strange for you whenever she does speak about these olden times and and her local knowledge of the area i will listen and obviously listen very intently in case i can learn snippets and learn little bits of lore or little bits of information that might help my scholarly knowledge of 
anything and everything, I guess. Oh, he's very interested in, in, in what he can learn on this, but he doesn't want to question her too much because I don't think she would take that well. So he will listen without yeah, questioning and, too much to start off with. And, and as you're travelling, that, that night she don't know where it came, comes from because she's not got a lot of equipment at all, literally kind of almost like a satchel. But she produces food from that sufficient to feed all of you. It's the same foul stuff that Monin obviously hated yesterday. Which <laughs> um, he goes back for seconds but, of. Yeah. <laughs> these little dumplings, these are horrible, look. <laughs> these she, 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 it's the most welcoming she's seen. She's, I wouldn't say warming to you, but she's comfortable in the decision to, to travel with you. And it's it's clear that singing and the the elves sing at night. You don't know a lot about elven culture, but her voice and she didn't join in the night before, but was is astonishing. It's almost like uh, it's, it's hard to describe. It's like a musical instrument that she, as she sings that night. You can't unfortunately understand it. It's very mournful, and she probably only sings for ten or fifteen minutes. And you could almost see her eyes gleaming. Whether that's catching the moon or the tears in her eyes you can't really tell but um and her voice eventually fades away and there's just silence around the campfire once more monan did have his horn out but after she finishes he just silently, mm. silently packs it away <laughs> not following and that hathis will say very quiet thank you when she's finished when so you, you know just you, you picked up a few phrases in there there was she spoke of a land beleriand um mm-hmm. sang of a land called beleriand You've heard of Beleriand, and it's more of a myth. Yep. It, was, it seems to be drowned beneath the seas. She spoke to, you would guess from her uh, the phrasing that she speaks of middlemen, but you would think there were this could be either men of Dale or woodmen, like yourself, but mm-hmm. you, you don't really know. But she doesn't use those words. And she also speaks of men of twilight, and you have no idea what that refers to. So she she seems to be differentiating races of men in a way that you you're not familiar yeah. with so she speaks of men of twilight and she also speaks speaks of men of shadow um and you get a sense that they either live to the south or east and it is it's something about great kingdoms that you you, you gather but you kind of can't work out what it was again hathas will file all this in his mind palace but uh won't ask her too many questions because he doesn't want to be rude but he's avidly he will avidly devour it and file it for later looking up on Wikipedia and Google, but uh, <laughs> I scholarly research when he's back at his books and papers, etc., and talking to others, but he's like, wow, mother load. If I, I must remember all this. I must learn all this sort of thing. She's kind of in okay. his element. No, no, no problem. Um, next day, she's again standing near the fire. You have no idea. I mean, you were, even though you had guards posted um, and you didn't encounter anything that, during the night, the guard didn't see her close her tent up and stand by the fire <laughs> and, and get it. It literally was, okay, not listening or looking that direction. It was looking outward, not inward. But suddenly, and basically everyone was surprised to see her standing in the middle of the camp by the fire again. Um, and it, it, it's well lit uh, from, the, from the embers. So the next morning, um, she comes over to you, Monin, and uh, just waits respectfully in front of you, a little bit looking down at you. And then she holds out her right wrist and on it you can see silver bracelets very clearly inlaid with dwarven runes um and inlaid with you've seen this as a as a smith you know what this is is ithildin which is called moon silver 
by the elves or that's the western translation of that right and she she looks to see if so uh, you do recognize what that is and you recognize that those are dwarf made um if you give me a smithing do you have smith skill you do don't yep. you yeah give me a smithing uh check yeah you don't recognize where it you know it's dwarven make <laughs> that one <laughs> For, for, the, for the life of you, no idea where it was made. Oh, they're bracelets. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I want a holiday tea. You're just staring up at her face. Um, completely missed the bracelet. That, yeah, I mean, you spot it. You see them. Uh, and so she, she's looking almost expectantly down at you. So uh, she, she's not said anything to you, Monan, um, so other than just, showing you a bracelet. Sorry, Millie. I, I work in the weapon ores, really. That's a very delicate item you got there. I can see some dwarven runes on it, but it... Doesn't have any recognition to me. She's a lilting voice says, "This was made in Moria's glorious halls in ages past. It was a beautiful city once. It was a gift from the dwarves." I'm going to presume uh, that he knows about Moria. You don't even know where it is, but you have heard of Moria. Yeah, uh, another fallen city. There's a faint smile on her on her lips, and it's not. It's not a happy smile, but when you said about fallen cities, and it's almost yes, a lot. She's seen a lot of that in her life. You would guess most of this is even Hathas is kind of skeptical about Valerian, for example. It's it's myth that she's talking and singing about, and Moria is almost a mythical place. You've and only you would have heard of that. Moan and the others have not heard of Moria even. So even your readings, Hathas wouldn't have wouldn't have dictated that. But you pack up and you travel uh, for the rest of the day. So within a couple of days, you you stop for lunch and look at the fine job that uh, is doing building a house. And by the end of the day, you're back down at the the old Ford. The years seem to weigh very heavy on Iramate. Her travelling clothes don't seem to move when she she almost like wafts along somehow. And she's never got a speaks with a laugh in her voice or anything. She speaks very somberly, very. Uh, sad almost and frequently looks off in the distance it's almost as if she sees you you're not and very melancholy but it's like but, more yeah more. i mean you pick up you pick up a lot of snippets even even though you cannot understand some of them some of the stuff she's saying in elvish um, as you're as you're traveling that was a safe part of the journey getting down to the old four and you do that by the end of the end of the second night Based on your experience and the the amount of ruins and the old ring fort uh, west of here, that even travelling down the the uh, old forest road that goes up to the high pass is is more dangerous as you go west of the river. Uh, and she's recommending you go off the track yeah. a little bit here. So, yeah, do you want to take any specific precautions for the next day? Basically, Hathers isn't necessarily the most tactically astute of the party. Um. I don't come off the path here. I mean, we've we've done this journey before. I think you know uh, where we're roughly aiming for because imagine you can just see the mountains in the to the west. So we're heading for that cleft down that way. That's it. So we don't have to follow the road. We just need to make no. sure we're heading ourselves roughly in that direction. There, as he points to the where he thinks the high pass is. Mm-hmm. And so, and presumably, is there any difference between north of the path and south of the path, John? It's just the same presumably it's not it doesn't yeah it's pretty it's wild it's much more wild lands here much less agriculture within like a mile of the river you're not going to really spot anyone travelers tend to have armed uh armed convoys and go together here it's much more dangerous well if the orcs are uh looking for the for the the lady here uh let's mm-hmm. assume so they don't like the light do they so uh let's assume that we're going to be pretty okay during the day 
unless they've got some agents working for them, some managed agents. So what do we really need to do is make sure if we can make the high pass by nightfall, we find somewhere nice and defensible. Even if we have to st stop a couple of hours ahead of time. Yeah, as you would estimate, about probably two, two and a half days on the road, at least three days uh, traveling um, off the road, like a mile north of it, for example. Okay, I'll re relay this to the others. Okay. Two and a, it's two and a half days travel on the road. It's going to be nearer three off the road. Right, so if I know anything about at Goblins, then uh, keep away from anywhere shady. So keep away from mm -hmm. uh, thick stands of, of trees and that kind of thing, hills, yeah. high hills, somewhere out in the open. Just that will keep us safe during the uh, during the daylight, and then nighttime we'll need to find somewhere good. Yeah, so for the first couple of days before you start getting into the foothills down the Misty Mountains, it's quite it's broken and we're fairly wild, but there's no things like rocky ravines and and in the foothills where, but uh, sorry, before the foothills. When you get into the foothills, it's going to get harder and harder to try and achieve that. So yeah, your your chances of finding a very safe passage diminish essentially the further the you go on without without there being darkness there so you set off on on the first day you you cross the ford you you you've you know the drill there with the uh um the ferry to get you across uh it's interesting irame looks long and hard at the ferry before getting on it and speaks of an amazing bridge yeah. and she seems quite passionate about this it's, it's a great bridge built by the dwarves once spanned the river here it was even enhanced further by the men of lost uh, kingdom of arnor uh, and she said great armies rode across the bridge and she's she vividly remembers and there's almost tears in her eyes of mm. A, a the bloody hell's the bridge <laughs> a kinsman holding what she called an ice spear uh, up um glittering in the sunlight as he rode away into the shadow to war uh, and she said she was a, a not a young girl but a younger woman when that happened it shakes her head at the destruction of beautiful things once more the next day uh, sorry that day though you do travel across and you start making your way north of the road mm -hmm. you're sufficiently far away that you can't see the road you're quite confident in your ability to travel north there who's the scout i think that was that's Sigmar, isn't it? Sigmar, yeah. So Sigmar, Sigmar the Swift. Me, the Swift. Give me a perception check in tower as you're travelling. And as we we're travelling, uh, Monin would like to try and ask her about who who Finway is and does he still live? Because obviously, I doubt you know anything about Finway. <laughs> or she. <laughs> Straight in with a blunt question. Uh, Not dead uh, king. Who is he? And is he still alive? <laughs> um, <laughs> she looks. Pauses for a few seconds and said, Finway has traveled to the far west. That doesn't mean much to you. You think that, oh, that's blue, he's gone to the Blue Mountains. Huh? So, um, Sigmar, that, that day you don't really spot anything. Mid afternoon, you would estimate, and, and it's pretty foul weather now. It's drizzly and fairly unpleasant. You're all looking pretty dampened. It looks like her clothing is remarkable. It's rain is kind of running off it. It's not soaking in at all. Her hair still looks pretty immaculate under her, under the hood. And as you're, uh, as you look, this she stops and holds a hand up, and holds her left hand out, and a small sparrow flies up and lands on it. And you're almost all holding your breath, and you could swear she's whispering to it. It flies off, and she says, "There are orcs ahead." Hmm. I didn't see any. 
<laughs> she says uh, a word that you can't comprehend in Elvish. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> no, and then um, spotted them less than two hours ago. Uh, it was a name that you you got a sense she spoke about the bird. It wasn't just this bird. It was a name. Mm. Okay. Are they, yeah, so are they heading this way? Are they ambushing or are they heading this way? They're traversing either side of the road. Um, they're zigzagging across it and look and and keeping an eye on it. Uh, I didn't know. I only just saw them. They were heading mm. directly south at the time. So we sense. might be able to spot them and dodge them if we can spot them before they spot us. If they're heading south, just wait. Well, they're going to be zigzagging north and south, aren't they? So you want to time it as they start heading south, we kind of flit across the north. So we, you know, so it's a little bit of timing and a little bit of spotting them, that's all. Does that make sense? You need to see them first. You don't know exactly, yeah, exactly. where they are right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So we probably need Mr. Scout to very carefully spot them and then we can time it. So what I'm going to need, Sigma, <clears throat> is for you to kind of sneak sneak up to where the so Irame says it's over the over the breast of the ridge and she points she's pointing to a ridge in front of you. It's about half a mile away is where the bird said that the there was a, and it was all she could tell you is there's lots of orcs. Um a war band you described them, but that's where they were. So give me a stealth check to, to creep up there um to try and avoid being seen. Okay. Well, Stay here. I'm gonna scout ahead, and then I'm gonna rub some earth on my face and on my clothes, and just make myself look a bit more blendy and Okay. Yeah, you can you can make these rolls in the open and just role play it out if if it's completely catastrophic. But just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do we know roughly speaking a war band? Is that four of them, or forty-four, or four hundred and forty-four? It's nearer know. forty than four, but you, okay. don't, you don't know. You've, you're not yeah, of course. I understand that, but yeah. What arrows have I got? Uh, yeah, not going to embarrass them all. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stealth check. Okay. Oh, okay. You could spot uh, Sigma. He kind of didn't manage to keep himself below the ridge line as he gets. He was pretty stealthy up to that, but maybe exuberance or overexcitement. You could kind of see him break the ridge line and then despair down the far side. Sigma, you come across tracks, very obvious ones of orcs, lots of them. You look the direction they were heading and don't see anything. So give me a give me an investigation check to if you to sense how recently these were laid down if you want. Yeah, you would estimate probably no more than two hours two hours ago, maybe even less than that. A very fresh, even even the, the drizzle isn't really caused them to deteriorate. Can I tell which Direction they're heading? Are they? They were I can't heading quite south. Understand her description. She says zigzagging across the road, just back and forth across the same bit of road. No, it looks like they were probably going, for example, maybe that way, and then yeah, sine wave traffic way, down the road, for example. Oh, so they're going towards us, zigzagging. Uh, possibly, it's hard to say that. That that's heading directly south. They could be could be going directly away, but you think they're going towards you. Also, doesn't make much sense because. If I've encountered footprints of people heading towards us, then... Oh, sorry, their direction of travel is towards you. The footprints were going perpendicular to your direction of travel. Okay, so essentially, they've just zigged, going south, coming towards us. When they zag, they're going to basically run into us. Unless we happen to be in an in-between their peaks, 
which is unlikely. Well, that's so I'm wondering, if, if, if I've got that right, then Sigmar's going to stand up and beckon to you really urgently. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is getting towards dusk. Um, it's quite, it's getting darkish. You see Sigmar gesticulating to you. You're heading over? Yes, we've got to trust our scout. Okay. Yeah, we're, no problem. Weren't we aiming to um, try and find somewhere defensible before it got dark every day until we had no choice? Yeah, so you've probably got about an hour to try and, and strangely, right on the footprints, maybe the safest spot yeah. if you can find somewhere upstream. fairly defensible. Well, up, upstream well, the footprints to where they've been. If they're heading southeastish from where we're standing, if we head northwestish, yeah, upstream, yeah, reduces our chances of running into them. Okay. Better than strong got- defences, I think tree but goblins can track so if they do come back our our past tracks they'll come back towards us so just in case we need to get somewhere where we might have to make a stand mm. or at least somewhere we can Understood. hold up Irma is looking concerned when you discuss the direction of travel of those and she said the strange elven name again and then spotted saw different tracks the ones you're describing they were heading in a different direction there so are more than one. Bands. There's more than one band out here. Two bands, so maybe one goes up and the other goes down. Sneaky. So to try and evade them for the rest of the day and for actually for the rest of the journey, you're going to need some survival checks here, uh, Sigma. So give me a DC 15 survival check to see if you can help the party navigate between these bands moving around the the wilderness here. Can we help him at all, or is he on his uh, own? According to my skills page i've got a tick in an insp box does that mean i've got an inspiration to use it does if you want to use it yeah i think i will inspired thinking uh assist you can make a decision to use inspiration once you've seen the result of your role Uh, so you yeah you don't have to kind of burn it right now people can so the way i'm going to do this to be able to help you need to come up with something pretty useful not just like Oh, hold his bow for him. So uh, I can have one person helping. That person also has to succeed in the check. If they do, you get an advantage, uh, Sigma. So I'm assuming you're the best at this. So uh, I don't think so. I'm <laughs> pretty good at it. Uh, okay, so you're doing the scouting, however. So who wants to assist Sigma? I'll give advantage to the role if you get it. I'm happy to assist. I don't necessarily have a genius idea immediately on the top of my head to provide that but i'm happy to try and assist him with my outdoor survival skill that i have okay give me a survival check and you can make it in the open uh, it's dc 15 so good luck oh, five you plus six is 11 benefit of the assistance sigma but give me a dc 15 survival check interesting idea this but i don't think it's going to work yeah. i i don't think walking along the road in broad daylight so that's useful singing a hi-ho uh, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> towards them <laughs> so, so, Sigma. Um, now would be uh, a good time to use your inspiration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if I were to use my inspiration, do I just roll again? Yeah. So you uh, roll again, and good luck. You need to beat DC fifteen. Oh, uh, piss! You improved slightly, but not not sufficiently. Just as you're rounding, it's a strange. It's kind of a round top hill. As the darkness is drawing in, suddenly you can hear damn close, like hundreds of yards and moving definitely in in the direction towards the hill as sounds of orcs you can even hear orcish grunting and screaming coming now and and lots of footsteps and suddenly sigmar 
as, as you're kind of halfway up this hill, you spot coming round at the base of it, no more than two, three hundred yards away, a ragged but pretty large orc warband, and it's coming straight towards you. No, there's no escape. There's the most obvious place looks like the top of this hill to to like try and defend yourselves. And there's it looks like there is some rocky outcrops at the top, and Sigma makes a flash decision like follow me, and you all start sprinting up the hill. Charge! Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, balls, uh, as he says, yeah. So, we are screwed, and that's where we'll leave this episode. We are screwed, <laughs> according to Sigmar. We'll find out next episode. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for subscribing. All the ways you can get in contact with us are in the description. Other than that, catch you next time. Cheers, bye bye.